Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Up Late with Mace, the podcast where the grown-ups go to talk about adult stuff and things. I am your host, Mace. And with me in the studio, as always, are my good friends, Keith W. Salutations. And, of course, we have Dark Excalibur Wolf in the hizzy. You really must be running out of ideas for intros. <laughs> really? Just, just yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I need an adult. At, at least I didn't go, yeah! You know, then keep Nailed it! And then he did breaks into the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might have been a little more epic. Everybody just imagines me putting on my sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Throwing up the horn. Oh. Pretty much. Hey, slap, slap on the sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. All right. When did we start? When did we start watching CSI Miami? <laughs> When did this turn into an episode of CSI Miami? Uh, All right, Horatio, shut your fucking mouth. Anywho, uh, also in the hizzy, we have uh, the actual petty fan. My milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> and not to be confused with him, his cohort, the Gallics. Milkshakes are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> So if I were to put two, if I were to put two and two together, would you be saying that Petty Fans Milkshake brings you to the yard? No, I would be saying <laughs> that milkshakes in general. Would you do know I said girls, right? Um, also, which yard is it? Oh, I don't even know. I would say at this point it's the longest yard. <laughs> I was making a completely unconnected qualitative statement on milkshakes, so I don't know what you guys are all up on. We're off to a great start. <laughs> all right, so everybody's got interesting things to say, no doubt, Keith? Uh, well, let's see. Um, my first page that I colored for Girl Power will go live tomorrow, which Woo! is awesome, so huzzah for that. So I got tomorrow and next Monday will be pages I colored. Very nice. Um, I'm slowly incorporating elements that I'm having to use in Dave stuff, and this is the Arcanist coloring work. <laughs> little bits at a time, little tiny bits at a time. That way it's not just like suddenly stark difference in coloring. 
long as, hey, you know what? Anything involving Tony Stark is aces with me. <laughs> well, there is that. Um, I also started watching Daredevil. Speaking, and I have to, speaking of Marvel. <laughs> yes. That was a good segue. Yep. Um, I have to say, honestly, it's fucking amazing. And, and for all the stuff that, you know, I, I've watched like an episode or two of like Arrow and shit like that. And it's like, no, I would, I would, I would rather sit down and watch Daredevil. Yes. Um, and speaking of, and speaking of segues, Paul Blart 2 or Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 uh, came out last week. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Sorry. But, but where I was going with that. Took me a second. <sighs> Keith. Um, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so honestly, I have to say I'm very impressed with the way that the show is framed and shaped. I, I was worried that they were going to try and, and do what what the movie did, which was try and show what the comic showed in explaining, you know, what Matt Murdock's abilities were. Which the only real ability that they, they point out is the fact that with the loss of his sight, all the rest of his senses are super developed which is wild. It's not just hearing and stuff. It's not that he can hear with sonar, not like in the comic. I like what they did in the show. Instead, all of his other senses are like ridiculously heightened. So he listens to people's heartbeats and, and things like that. He can smell somebody like their cologne from like down the hall and down a staircase. But one of my favorite moments in all of this was there's the scene where, where he's, he's been beaten up pretty badly and one of the guys, and, and he was found in a dumpster and, and they're, they're, this lady is like, you know, he's got like three broken ribs and all this stuff and she's tending to him. He hasn't got the costume yet. He runs around he looks like fucking the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> he does! <laughs> he just has a like, bandana over his face. Yeah, bandana over his face, gloves, like, all that stuff. around wearing like some sort of black long sleeve and sweatpants. Right, he looks like the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride. Shut up. But listen, so he's like, you know, so the guy comes back to try and finish him off, and he's hiding, and, and the guy wanders off. But he knows that the guy knew she was lying when she said nobody was there and all this. So the guy is going down the stairs on the phone. So he picks up a fire extinguisher off the wall, and he's, like, leaning over the edge of the, the, the staircase, just, like, hanging his arm off there, and he's just standing there. She's, like, watching, and he's just standing there, and he waits, and then all of a sudden just drops it. And you hear it fall and hit the guy in the head as he hits the landing. <laughs> I was like, I like how they're handling him. Uh, and anybody who's a fan of True Blood, Deborah Ann Wall, a.k.a. Jessica, is in this, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. And the fact that it is a Netflix exclusive means that they released the entirety of this first season right off the mat. So you don't have to wait. It's all there. Very nice. Okay, now that we've done our thorough plug for Marvel. <laughs> Where's my check, Stanley? Damn you. <laughs> I guess we should also I guess we should also point out that we're le- that we're a week away from the release of Age of Ultron. <laughs> yep. And guess what I'm going to be doing? Going to see Man. Age of Ultron? Midnight <laughs> showing, motherfucker. Woo! I figure I'll squeeze Jamie and I into it at some point. Oh, also, uh, to, to to poke one more at the Disney camp, uh, with the new release of the new Star Wars trailer, we decided after, in three weeks we're going to go get in line. <laughs> Let the camping begin. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. 
All right. I will, I will make room for other people to talk about news. Sorry. I guess we'll go in the same order we did on the intros. Dark Excalibur. Oh, man. Going second. This is a new experience for me. Okay, so I, I guess I can talk about, like, some, like, stuff that happened over the weekend. So, like, um, me and a bunch of other people who just got together, who we, we like, essentially took over the game club, which is, like, dedicated to board games and other stuff like that and hanging out with people. No one else is showing up besides the people who are playing D&D, which I suppose is a really bad sign and also a good sign because we got the whole room to ourselves. And so, like, we were able to finish up, like, some campaign, I forgot what it is, but, like, it ends up it ends up in a place called Wave at the Echo Cave. And, and like, um, we were somehow able to bypass most of the encounters and go straight to the final boss by hugging the left wall. <laughs> and then, like, and her GM's like, well, the only thing left is to do the optional the optional boss, I, I guess we can just skip all the other encounters along the way, because we just finished the climactic final boss. And then second of all, it happened, like, um, something that's been building up over time, is that, like, um, a friend of mine who plays some rogue, um, he got himself a dog, like, a companion initially for fodder, but he kept on surviving somehow, and, like, her GM was like, I'm going to kill that dog at the end of this. It's just, it's going to happen, and he never did, because the dog kept on, like, just not getting hit. It was super dumb and super amazing. And so, yeah, like, we're apparently going to start up a new, like, custom campaign, now that we've gone our feet up with a bunch of pre-mates, making our own characters. My character is a berserker who, when he goes in, goes into a rage, sets himself on fire. Wow. It's it's great. It's super dumb too. His his backstory is that is that somehow he accidentally set like some fire god's uh temple on fire. But because of the fire god, he took it as a sacrifice, like, oh sick dude. <laughs> <laughs> Only my followers have thought of that. And speaking blesses him with the power of the fire god. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard to anger the fire god by using fire. <laughs> Exactly. So, did you say what system this was, or what? This is this is five E. Okay. Fifth edition. It's 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 like apparently Keith would like curse me if I was not playing fifth edition. <laughs> I actually haven't touched fifth edition. I would curse you for playing fourth, though. Ooh. Uh, apparently, our GM also like he's he's been telling us like every now and then what his family has done because he also plays TNT with his family. And his little sister, for some reason, is this huge psychopath that, like, um, like they're trying to go into the, some cave to, like, uh, remove some menace, and she smokes them out by setting the whole forest on fire. Sounds a little bit like, uh... Sounds a little bit like some of the campaigns I've been in. I know, but, like, it's it's... it's like a huge improvement in terms of like planning goes. All of our plans seem to have failed and probably because they're all made by one person who never think like the other like doesn't think them all through or doesn't think what to do after they fail. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been going on that's interesting. 
Alrighty. Uh, let's see, Petty Pan. Um, my sister got a new kitty this week. Woo-hoo! So she'll be stroking the pussy from now on. <laughs> He's a little nine-week-old kitty named Scuttle. And I think he's insane. Nice. <laughs> or at least has batteries jumped up his ass or something. Well, aren't a lot of kittens kind of nuts? Apparently. Dude, it's been six years since we've had a kitten in the house that was young enough to actually want to play. Mm. Maybe it's possessed by a demon. Yes, clearly. Quite possibly. And other than that, I still have that kidney stone I haven't passed yet. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> and no clue when my insurance is going to, you know, they're going to be done reviewing my insurance so I can go see a doctor about it. Uh, I don't want to talk about insurance right now. Yeah. Now that I have none. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, for everything else, there's Obamacare, I guess. <laughs> uh, It'd be nice if I actually had income. For that oh, I know. Usable. I didn't say. I, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's going to be easy to immediately jump on or anything. Just. Um, I, I have to see if I can afford it because I have no idea what the plan is going to cost me. If I keep getting 38, 39 hours a week, then I don't think I'll have a problem. Since A, I get paid more per hour at Computer Renaissance, and B, I get commission on top of that hourly rate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the commission is only a boon if we're actually selling shit, so. But um, not that I'm giving away any trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, sell motherfucking computer, wink, wink. Pretty much. All right, so that leaves the Gullicks. Uh Well, my eyelid is driving me nuts because it hurts, and I can't figure out what it is. So that's He has the pink but eye. It's not that. <laughs> it's not a puma. It's, all, it's like my top eyelid on my right eye. Uh, I don't know. See, that would have been a perfect opportunity for you, man. I fail. That's all right. Uh, I'm working on the role-playing game I'm into because I'm trying to set up a powerful thing for the end of the game, and that involves a lot of paperwork. Uh, other than that, I don't really have a whole heck of a lot going on. The weather hasn't been great. Uh, having a little bit of trouble sleeping, but what else is new? Need to go lay down or something? No, I'm good. Sorry, I just yawned in the middle of saying that. I'm doesn't happen that often. I'm just being silly. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. Well, the big news on the Patreon front. But first, let's start with the bad news. Uh, as you may have surmised from my, my sarcastic comment, I am no longer with the Book of Mans. <laughs> that, uh, that place could go die in a fire. Which is kind of how I felt for the last two years. It's like one of those things. Every time I every time I end up losing a job like this, I I have two thoughts cross my mind. A, nothing of value was lost, and 
B, I worked there two and a half years, and that was uh, two years, five months, and 29 and a half days too long. <laughs> um, so that's done. That's behind me. I'm working full-time at my formerly second job until they fold. <laughs> Well, Bookman seemed like a pretty ni- pretty nice place, even if it wasn't the best place to work at. It's a nice store, but you know the I'm not going to get into it because I don't feel like getting sued for slander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole auto harp dropping on people. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that I work in a state where I cannot t- hold anybody accountable for that. Like, well, you get workman's comp benefits, but nothing else. <laughs> It's like the one state in the entire country to where the workman's comp laws are actually structured as such that that if they had if they had looked in a mirror and shot a bullet at me over their shoulder backwards, I still can't hold them liable for it as long as I was on the clock. <laughs> if 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 through a deliberate act or act of negligence I get injured in the state of Arizona, it doesn't matter where I work. My employer cannot be held liable. I actually consulted three different law firms just to confirm this. That's incredibly dumb. Well, that's because Arizona is a is a state that was uh inducted into the union in the twentieth century. You know, they decided that they were going to structure the state constitution in such a way that it favored, it favored, they're like, well, we're going to be doing a lot of mining and, uh, and other really hazardous activities. So we're going to set our workman's comp laws as such that, uh, basically the employer is immune. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense in a, in a, that's a dick move kind of way. Yeah, so we'll have to wait for an entire we'll have to wait for an entire generation or two for uh, all the old people to die off and all the liberals to move in and take over the state and turn it into a paradise. And and hopefully the old people aren't still breeding to make more cranky old people. You have an interesting definition of paradise. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could replace the you could replace the politics as much as you want in Arizona. Arid Zone A. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that is how it's uh, how it's spelled, huh? Pretty close. All right. So now the bad news is out of the way. The good news is that I am still employed, so I'm not totally fucked uh, yet. And uh, I don't know if you guys have been checking the Patreon lately, but uh, we've it has it has a number on it. It definitely has a number on it, which is vastly more than I expected initially. I, I had a feeling that some people would come out and support, but I, I really never expected this kind of outpouring. So I'm quite pleased and humbled and impressed with how things are going right now. Um, what else? So I did also make a comment that uh, I was going to uh, <laughs> I was going to explain some of the new rules on the Patreon in case somebody in case some of the folks listening were a little unclear on this. The milestone goals are contingent upon continuous donation. So the number that you actually want to watch is the one that I constantly update above the description because that one tells us how many people are contributing and what they're contributing monthly on a recurring basis 
as opposed to the one-time blaze of glory donations. So here's how I'm going to work. Example, I want a 10-page story about me porking peppermint. Okay, that'll pay for theoretically a couple things to the show, but uh, of the comic, but uh, right, that doesn't last very long. Right. Well, what's going to happen is is you get your you get your shot at Blue Gray Rhapsody, but because it is a reward that I'm not going to let you take every month for all eternity, because there's no fucking way that I'm going to draw five thousand pages of comics for one person. <laughs> so I just want to make that clear. You know, you take that route, you get it once, and the way it works is all of these non-recurring donations are going to be put into the, into a general fund and divided by the lowest tier. So the lowest tier is $200, and that guarantees once weekly updates for as long as we have at least $200 coming in every month. So if the total amount ends up being like $700, but it's only for a month, then the remainder is divided by 200 and that till, uh, or I should say it's, it's divided by 50 because that's approximately what I'm evaluating pages at. And that's how many updates you get. So two for every 100, four for every 200. You get the, you get the idea. That's how the math works. So, you know, we get an extra 500 bucks one month. That's good for 10 updates continuously. So even if for a little while the Patreon is below $200 consistently, we're still going to update every Friday until the money runs out. And I think that That's sounds good. Yeah, I think that sounds like a fair way to do it because if I just say, well, if we don't make $200 every single month, you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> you'll get nothing and like it. That's right. Uh, I, I felt that that was unfair, so I, I talked it over with Pritio, and she said she's down for that. So as long as we consistently average at least $200 a month, then we will continue updating four times a month until the money runs out. If we get to the milestone organically, say 200 and people start adding stuff on top of that, you know, they they buy the Cameo, they buy the whole, they buy the whole, whatever. Okay. Then that will not go towards here until we hit the second milestone organically. In other words, if, you know, the five and $10 and $25 donors get us to 400 naturally, then we'll update twice a week. Plus whatever other, requisite bonuses and stuff that I come up with with whatever money's over and above that. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Uh, it just, it literally, I, I looked it over and I thought to myself, you know, if somebody does a blaze of glory and gives us enough money to go for, you know, go for, go twice a week for two months, I'd rather go once a week for four months and try to attract more patrons then have to drop it back down or stop updating altogether until everybody yeah, has to a, a, a regular date, a regular update schedule is kind of more important than a fast update schedule almost. Right. And uh, so I've, I've talked to a number of different people, including some of the higher-end patrons, 
and we all seem to agree that this is a very fair way to handle it. And plus, it keeps shipping the bottle on the airwaves for much, much longer period of time without stopping. And since we since previously, up until 2013, we only updated once a week maximum. This is not a bad trade-off. Uh huh. Yep. Because this means that now everybody gets to see the new story. And keep in mind that at one point, I had over 1,500 readers just to see this comic update once a week. So if I can get back to those kinds of numbers, then we'll also get ad revenue, we'll get, uh, we'll get affiliate signups, and other things that I can use to pay my bills. Which means which that, now is always good. Yeah. Uh, so now, now's the point in the show where I'm going to read off to you guys what all of the new milestones are because um, I didn't cover them last week because I just came up with them over the weekend. So as you all know, we, we have the $200, $400, $600 and $600 tier. I added a new $800 tier where I update Peppermint Saga once a week guaranteed. So if we hit $800, that's an extra $200 to me, which means that I am perfectly willing to give you guys uh, for 8, 16, 20 hours of my time every week, every month, I should say, dedicating it to creating new pages of Peppermint Saga. If we get to 1,000, that's still bonus arcs, pinups, and more because uh, I want to be able to give more content directly to the patrons. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is that I'm probably going to be randomly producing stuff to just give to the patrons anyway. So even though there are specific reward tiers that are only accessible at certain dollar amounts, there's going to be a lot of material going up there regardless of what level you pay. At uh, $1,500 a month, I will update Peppermint Saga twice a week. So that means if we exceed $1,500 organically, I will give you three pages a week of shipping a bottle, bonus pinups, extra story arcs, and I will update Peppermint Saga twice a week guaranteed. If we get stuff in there, right. And then if we get to pepper if we get to $2000 per month I will give you all of what I promised before plus you'll get an you'll get a guaranteed update on Peppermint Saga Blue Gray Rhapsody one time per week which is going to be interesting because with the cameo tier that'll get worked in eventually but if you buy, if you if you get us up to the two thousand dollars per month on a permanent, recurring basis, there's going to be a lot of blue great rhapsody, which means I will have a uh, a lot more motivation to let more people cameo their characters in the comic, and that's kind of the point of that series in the first place was that I wanted to be able to interact with readers and other artists to try to co-promote. Mm-hmm. The storylines in Blue-Gray Rhapsody are only consistent to the Blue-Gray Rhapsody universe, which means that I will take liberties with your characters. <laughs> I want to get that out there first and foremost. I'm the writer, and I will try to keep your character as true to their description as I can 
but if you nitpick it, I'm shutting you off. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I don't mean to be a jerk about this, but I have limited time and it's very difficult to collaborate with other people. So the deal is, is that I will grant you, I will grant you your moment of fame to allow your OC to appear in my comic in an eight. <laughs> Disclaimer, your character will take a D. <laughs> whether, whether he, she, or it likes it or not. <laughs> See, right. that's why most of my characters I would not put in a porn comic. Well, you have to be inclined towards that kind of thing. That's why, that's why there's a limit to the tier in the first place. And, uh, and there are those stipulations is, is that if, if your character has, here's the thing, Peppermint, has, Peppermint in the AU has uh, a, a sexuality of yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's whatever she wants to get down with. I mean, you have seen her sprout a dick and fuck a dude in the butt. <laughs> I don't know, you know, she fucked a hermaphroditic furry. How scandalous. I know. She did. She did trials and uh, tribadism with an elf chick. <laughs> she fought a quad-breasted dre also in the butt and right in the pussy. <laughs> she's probably gonna. Fuck- yeah. <laughs> she's probably gonna need it some. <laughs> the cat girl. <laughs> You know, the kit gloves are off on this one. So basically, I don't have I don't have any real objections to most material that's out there. Uh, and not as peppermint prime from the main would not also be this way. The difference is, um, in the in the main universe, the ongoing story. Well, in the main universe, it might affect the ongoing story. And the other thing to keep the other thing to keep in mind that whatever's going on inside of Peppermint's head, whatever whatever she was when she was born, is being mitigated by her life, and she has to do in order to survive. And the fact that when you start dealing with alternate realities, possibilities are limitless. So, I'm not saying that Pepper is yes, please. <laughs> well, I'll give you the rundown on what's going to happen in the first five episodes of Peppermint Saga. So she fucked a ghost. I was totally not. That was even though I have read this, <laughs> the G sound started me in a whole different direction. <laughs> <with that. laughs> so she fucked a ghost. In the second episode, she's going to get into a three-way with a guy who's got a dick the size of a base said ghost transformed into... And the third episode, she's going to get attacked by the hentai tentacle monster. In the fourth episode, she's going to fight with a shit monster and then fuck a bunch of fairies. And I don't mean gay people, because that would be rude. <laughs> I mean literally fairies. And in episode five, she's going to find some cult that's dedicated to a weird sex goddess, and this cult will be led by a guy named Dr. Dykter. Which, for those of you who know German, it's Dr. Dick. <laughs> what a meaningful name. 
uh, let's just say that he's from Venus and his body is shaped like a. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So you know, in case anybody was wondering if all this stuff that we do in Peppermint Saga Blue Gray Rhapsody is really all that AU for the main character of the series, maybe not. Not so much. <laughs> just a little bit. Because you like the way it tickles. <laughs> yeah, so we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff in motion. I've already got a guy committed to both the three-page champion Blue Gray Rhapsody and five random appearances in Ship in a Bottle. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take the he's gonna take the slot for next month. Which I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, sir. And I just, all I do is start laughing. Sure, are some sort of child. <laughs> take the slot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But with all, I've, I've been sitting here waiting for some really good innuendo, and that wasn't even meant as innuendo. And I was like, "Fuck! I can't not laugh at that." <laughs> Does he have a hunchback assistant named Schwanz? <laughs> ich habe und Überschwanz. <laughs> Therese. Uh, no, no, no. I, it was something that was started by a friend of mine, uh, no longer on this path, but I, I changed it significantly because what he proposed was vastly more weird than what we have going on here. Um, and what kills me the most is... I used to write episodes of Peppermint Saga on a old Windows 95 laptop. And it had a two gigabyte hard drive and it was like 20 years old. And, uh, hard drive pooped out before I transferred the file to my main computer. So I actually had three quarters of episode five complete out. And it was like, dude, this is fucking brilliant. And then I just lost it. And that's and that's actually one of the things that made me stop updating Peppermint Saga was the fact that I was so disappointed, so hilariously off the wall, the chain, the roof, <laughs> and out the window. I'm happy with how it was turning out, and then when I fucking lost the script for it, I was beside myself. So even though I had the entire first four episodes completely scripted out, I could keep the next several months without any interruption. I was so sad that I lost that because it was like I had it set up to where we got the backstory of the of the girl who joins the party, and you know just all that good stuff. Because uh, the the main cast of Peppermint Saga actually is more than just Peppermint and Truth. It's uh, you've got peppermint, you've got truth, you've got scar, you've got um, you've got faith, the cat girl, and then there's two other characters that get picked up in episodes uh, five and seven, and that is uh, in episode five. You get uh, you get Prin, the the uh, shapeshift, obviously, and then in episode seven, you get the zombie girl named Justice. Hence, hence my tagline for Peppermint Saga. Peppermint Saga. Looking for truth and maybe a three-way with both. 
<laughs> so the tagline doesn't really make sense until episode seven, and then everybody will be like, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I don't – wait. Yes? Truth is the sword, right? Yes. Why do I have this the fucking thing with Oglov where the dude is like using the sword and oh, ramming it at no. the dude his fingers off with <laughs> Well, you don't fuck the sword. You fuck the spirit golem that comes out of the sword. Because, 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 because let me tell you something. Playing. I don't know if you've looked at how intricate the pommel of that sword is, but would you want to have to clean that out? I haven't looked. Probably not. <laughs> oh my god, it's all encrusted in the jewels. <laughs> Plus it's got a it's got a it's got a leather wrapped grip and you know, and then at the at the end of the hilt, you know, you've got a a, a Got a triple bauble jewel set. I mean, it's just—it's outrageous. All of those, all of those forms with girls themselves with the hilts of swords, not use very little sword hilts. I said, grab the uh, the outer ends of the of the hilt, you know, and then ride it like a jackhammer. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, just go to page and look at the Peppermint Saga folder and find the piece that says Fields of Gold. And what's funny is, um, what's that trouble for the Spider Woman cover? Um, Mel ripped me off, dude, because I had Peppermint in that pose like <laughs> And then Except there's the, the explosion. Go ahead. And then there's the explosion of fucking the Frank Chosen because he drew a Spider Gwen in the same pose. Right, and it's supposed deliberately. To be, right, supposedly he did it sarcastically. But the thing is, it's like don't poke the bear in the cage. It just makes you look like a twunt. He he poked he poked the bear in the junk. Pretty much. I just I don't get that. Um, all right, so in other ship the bottle news, since we're doing so well on the Patreon, I've decided to go ahead and start releasing material early. Please no comment on that phrasing. <laughs> uh, Friday we have. Well, I wasn't going to, but if you insist. Friday, Prudio will be uh, posting up the newest edition in our retrospective series. I'm calling it uh, Ship in a Bottle's Greatest Hits. And uh, before we officially launch the comic, because I do still have to do some uh, script rewrites before we officially get going. But um, the first piece is going to be a remake of Master Makes the Strangest Wishes, which was a 2010 bonus piece that I did uh, based on a poll and uh, donation results. And it is also simultaneously my most popular deviation ever on DeviantArt. <laughs> and it's just, it's ship as a cat girl because that was the, that was the uh, poll response was, uh, what costume would you like to see ship? 
And the, the short version of this story is that Natalie, was, uh, a.k.a. Tirachan, was bitching at me about how we weren't doing enough costume play. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'll show you costume play. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had that. And then I did the, the Zero Suit one. Right, right. So we had that. Uh, but, yeah, that was my most popular piece of artwork I've ever submitted to DeviantArt. It still gains uh, new favorites every week. That's that's kind of like the one that I did. That's a, somebody else is there. God knows what reason. <laughs> Probably because it's all like ass and vagina up in your face, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just pretty hilarious because, um, you know, I, I did this I did this picture as a, as a pretty much a joke, and um, it just turned out to be my most popular ever. So it's shipped as a cat girl. It's more of a costume than an actual transformation. And uh, because of the winter, I just said, fuck it. I'll make it like she's flying through the air. And then I just started drawing random shit flying through the air with her, like, you know, a water bowl and a food dish and a ball of yarn and a mousey, you know, uh, Heathcliff-esque uh, fishbone and a milk bottle. And she's just like, oh, Master makes the strangest wishes. <laughs> and there's Alan as a chibi chew toy going, ah! He's also flying through the air with him. And this is my most popular work that I've ever drawn. Mm-hmm. Of course, and then, you know, several years after I did the Zero Suit Samus thing, I did the one that's based off of the Jujutsu Charge Girls, which no one seems to know over. That's what's happening. That's what's happening Friday is we have videos reinterpret that image. And by the way, on the bottle website right now, there is a very early stage sketch preview of that image. Uh, and I did the version that I will be posting on Patreon as a reward for donation levels. At a dollar or above, you get to see the pattern. Uh, if you want to see the high-resolution version, though, you're going to have to bump your bounty up to, to, up to 25 bucks. Um, we will be posting a watermarked version with a uh, supported by Patreon logo stamped on it on the web page at the normal comic resolution. It's going to be part of the archive, so it'll be the very first image that people see when people go all the way back to the beginning because we're starting the archive completely scratch. So the old archive is going to be moved to another page on the site where you can still look at it, but the navigation is not going to be as convenient. And we're just all over again. Uh, a lot of the storylines will be similar, but there are going to be some rather stark differences. Insert Tony Stark joke here. I'm like sitting here, I'm like leaned back in my chair and going, I am Iron Man. <laughs> there will be stark differences. The difference is that there will now be twice as much Iron Man. There you go. <laughs> Well, obviously, the first and foremost... first through the wall, like Kool-Aid's man style. <laughs> I was like, he needs to do the fucking Kool-Aid man thing. Fucking Tony Stark pops in and goes, oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Alan's over there going, oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
and and of course, uh, since we have that, uh, since we do have that cameo donor in the in the uh, beginning of the first episode before Alan opens the shop like he did in the original series, uh, she's going to poke her head in. And, Are you guys open yet? <laughs> I'm not reading that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I see somebody's been watching at midnight again. (laughs) Is that that like a is a cameo boner like a panic boner? (laughs) I I, I suppose. (laughs) One of those mystery things. It's like bam, and you're just like, what? Did you did you see something I didn't? Uh, the most noticeable difference, though, as, I, as I've been hammering on over and over again, is that none of the sex acts will be simulated. <laughs> uh, meaning, meaning that they won't be hidden behind convenient shadows or somebody's leg is in the way or anything like that. Uh, we're going to have full-blown sex scenes, and yes, they'll probably be full-blowing as well. <laughs> there you go. As, as long as there's full-blowing in the full-blown sex scenes. I mean, did you decided decided to go away from the 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 R ish rating and yeah, we did we did that a long time ago. I mean, look at episode five, dude. <laughs> I need to go back and reread this shit before you pull it down. Oh man, it, <laughs> <laughs> that also qualifies as phrasing. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole of episode five. Uh, goodbye, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Is that? Uh, is that Alan and Chip double team a super milf witch? And you can double ways. They double team milf who is also a witch or milf witch. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's smelly though. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, for, for the convenience of the joke. That MILF got milf switched. <laughs> and that's why we were gonna that's how we were gonna go at it, you know, going forward and just ran out of money. And I was constantly afraid of being fired, so two years later it finally happened. I was about to say now that fear kept took hold. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while. Well, I know what it. I know what it was. My uh, so-called my so-called boss has this thing where he won't fire people unless he has cause. Because God damn it, I'm not giving them unemployment benefits. And the new boss is like, Yeah, I have no such qualms. <laughs> so I guess he was going to get rid of me a long time ago, and then just never did. And tried to make things miserable enough so I'd quit and then failed. So it's like, technically, I still Because <laughs> I outlasted him, but it didn't make any difference because he got me by proxy. This is why you disable the proxy settings in your browser? Damn <laughs> proxies. What the hell's wrong with you, P.O.? Um, mine's blunt force trauma to the head. I don't know what everyone else's is. <laughs> I don't know why I cannot get this eraser to slide through the 
cardboard paper that it's in. <laughs> I hate that shit. With yeah, the right. fucking vinyl erasers, and you're sitting there, you're going, come on, get out, oh my god, break out that, through to the other that, side. That, yeah, that, or, or when you're sitting there, and you're trying to get it out of the plastic, and it won't come out. Right. God, I hate that. And then you go at it with, like, a razor blade or something, cut the cut the fucking eraser in half. That's yeah. my favorite maneuver. All right, finally got it to move, ripped off a chunk. Great. Um, so yeah, this, uh, expect, uh, so expect by Friday that, uh, we will not only have the full color edition of the first pinup leading into the official launch of this, but we'll also have, I will also have learning to love myself, the Patreon reward that I've been promised I did post a preview of it at Patreon. I think I mentioned that earlier in the broadcast. But uh, in case you mentioned, there it is. There's a sketch preview of it up there, and uh, of course it shows it shows ship doting on a very peaceful looking shaitan. I was about to say, does one have to love themselves in order to love this? <laughs> I've decided two things need to happen. Whenever I I, get, I reach a point of like. Incapability of my brain is something I know, like either something from Ship in a Bottle or Pepper and Saga, just to like amuse you and make me feel better. <laughs> well, you feel sorry, it will definitely go on our gallery, which is ever uh, enjoy. Um, unless I'm paying you, I don't feel right putting it up as a Patreon reward because that would be kind of criminal. <laughs> and let's just say. I'm not exactly a smooth criminal. <laughs> Man, I've had a song in my head yeah, on and off over the past week. Ah. All right. So, does anybody have anything fun to discuss for the last ten minutes of the show? Uh, um. The new Star Wars trailer with uh, the the reveal of Han and Chewie. Right. I'm curious what everyone else seems to think about that because that's one. I've got two. That's the first one. Did anyone happen to notice that there was an Easter egg in the trailer where it showed the two ping pongs pushing a pushing a comb across the desert behind their destroyer? I missed. That. I saw a picture of that. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. I have to go back and look at it because it's like apparently it's there for like one and a half frames or something. <laughs> because you know the Millennium Falcon is fast. Right. Well, it can do the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs. Yeah, speed. <laughs> has nothing to do with its normal speed. A parsec is a measure of distance, not speed. Yeah, yeah well, then yeah, they have a measure of distance, not time. Well, you know, uh, although, that, although I have to say that's not necessarily an invalid statement, because let's think about this for a second. When you're traveling in space, shorter distance equals shorter time, Yes. So, which is interesting. So, the castle is typically more than 12x. Then, doing it in under 12 parts is probably a good thing. For smugglers and trade help. I got to look at the 
Star Wars commentary? selecting add to call, but he's not responding. He might be having connection issues. I'm going through this list of like a ma- massive collection of movies is like some of the best movies ever made. It's like, how many have you seen? And one of the first, the first one that I really kind of clicked in my brain is like, sh- shit, I haven't seen uh, uh, A Beautiful Mind yet. I need to. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Because I'm weird, apparently. 
Yeah, that option was there, but it was grayed out. Skype, like, completely died. That's epic. I was chatting with you, and it was still saying I was offline. That is epic. Don't you love weird shit like that? Not particularly. Skype would love you. I was speaking in a vicious manner, goddammit. Goddammit, Jesus Christ. You know what's really upsetting to me is longer make Bill Cosby references without being a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> and that's what yeah. stuck before how? Look, I'm only a partial asshole, okay? He had some good comedy bits. It's just, you know, personal issues that are really bad. Oh, yeah. What? Wow, dude, that is a hell of a euphemism right there. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you just, you just want to get fired. I raped 30 women. Everybody move up. But don't worry. <laughs> but don't worry. That's just a mental problem. Yeah, now Bill Cosby is closest to me. <laughs> That's right. Now Bill Cosby sounds like bubs to me. <laughs> oh. I don't I don't know a better I I'm sure there is a better way to phrase what I was trying to say. I was just trying to say that it's possible to be a horrible person and still tell funny jokes. Oh my god, dude. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't mean personal problems. It would not be an episode. I meant of problems with him as a person. It would not be an episode of Up Late with Mace if something horribly fucked up didn't happen in the middle of it. Sorry, I'm not good with words. <laughs> Even though you're a little Appar- apparently neither was Bill Cosby. Oh. oh. <laughs> we already went there. <laughs> It's still open, they're too easy to walk through a second. You guys keep talking amongst yourselves for a few moments. What? Hello. I'm here. This is the team Avenger when I need
Great. I'm just kidding. That dropped.
Oh, fucking talk shoe. Okay, well, that's the end of the show and no music. And uh, good night to everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat fucking channel. I'm your host, Mace Paladino, saying, fuck the internet. Yay. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.